It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm Brett Baer, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. President Biden got a letter recently from a woman named Brittany Griner. If you don't recognize that name, she's a six foot nine inch tall American basketball superstar who is currently locked up in a Russian jail cell. Maximum a 10 year sentence, it sounds like. But even that is a horrific thought for anyone. And um, but I think so much just depends on where this war goes. This is the Fox News Rundown. War on Ukraine. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. There have been a few recent high-profile arrests in Russia as this war in Ukraine rages on. Those who aren't deemed loyal to President Vladimir Putin are finding themselves behind bars. Unfortunately, John, the diplomatic situation is so tense right now that I'm not sure what leverage the United States has short of a prisoner swap. Joining us today, Fox News foreign correspondent Amy Kellogg, who has spent time studying and reporting on Russia for years. Now, I am not privy to the inner workings of all of this, but I know there has been talk in the Russian press about a possible exchange for Victor Boot, who is an arms dealer in jail in the United States, who was arrested for having sold weapons to people who wanted to either kill or carry out terrorist attacks against Americans. And that seems quite unbalanced, if indeed, and I don't think Russia feels compelled to prove anything. Only 1% of criminal cases result in acquittals. But if she did have a small amount of or traces of um, cannabis oil in some vaping cartridges, that is hardly uh, on the par of a crime such as selling guns to people who wanted to kill Americans. So I don't even know what the prospects of a prisoner exchange are, but that is something that has been talked about. I think she's looking at 10 years in a penal colony, basically prison. If she's convicted for having smuggled or moved drugs into Russia, it is their law that you cannot have drugs. So we've not heard from her. We've not heard her side of the story. We will do, John, because her trial began in the last week or so. It's been pretty much a closed trial And she we will hear her testify. But so far, it's been kind of mum on her side. And it was very moving. Some the the letter was kept private for the most part, but some on her team leaked some experts or shared some excerpts of it. And one line was, as I sit here in a Russian prison alone with my thoughts, without the protection of my wife, my family, my friends, my Olympic jersey, my accomplishments, I'm terrified I might be here forever. I, I you know, it, maximum a 10 year sentence, it sounds like. But even that is a horrific thought for anyone. And um, but I think so much just depends on where this war goes. Yeah, she really the timing on this was rather unfortunate for her. Her arrest came a week before the Russian invasion of Ukraine 
I just keep going back to the fact that she's charged with possessing a little bit of cannabis oil here in the United States. It's really not that big of a deal. You mentioned in Russia that it is a big deal. But do you think this is more of a major violation of their laws or is she being held here as a political prisoner in this situation? Well, her wife says she's a political pawn and it certainly it certainly makes sense, doesn't it? Right. When I first heard this, I was there when it, when she was arrested. And I remember thinking, I remember hearing first, John, it was traces of cannabis oil, which could even indicate that she had tried to empty cartridges. I mean, I don't know how this works because I don't vape. But, you know, I also the thought crossed my mind. Was she trying to get rid of stuff that she had that she used in the States, perhaps legally? I don't know what the laws are in Phoenix, but I know in some states you you can use cannabis now. And Anyway, I don't know. I think clearly she was not. There's no uh, evidence or no even suggestion that she was moving drugs for anything other than personal use, if it was even that, John, and if she even had drugs or the cannabis on her, because there was a recent case. I don't remember if it was 2021 or 2022, an independent journalist, so someone who had clearly ruffled the feathers of the powers that be, was arrested for having pot on him. And it turned out it was planted on him by police. And in a very rare move of disciplining their own, the Russian prosecutor, uh, I I think it was five people who were ultimately convicted, five cops, more or less, uh, of planting drugs on a journalist. So, you know, there's also that possibility. Russia did release video from the airport and the customs people and the sniffer dog, I believe, searching her bags. But um, frankly, I don't think we, we we have a lot of information about what actually happened. Our guest today is Fox News foreign correspondent Amy Kellogg with more details about some high-profile arrests Russia has made as the country tightens its grip on anyone who would oppose the status quo. The conversation continues next. Amy, earlier in the war, in the early weeks, Putin said that Russia needs to cleanse itself of pro-Western scum and traitors. And they did. They were, gave fines to a lot of people who spoke out against the war. They cracked down on journalists who were speaking out against the war, even changed the laws so that news outlets could only report what the Russian state was saying. But now we're starting to see Russia throw more people in jail. I want to talk about some of these examples here because these aren't Americans or other people coming in from Russia. These are actual Russians who are being detained by the Russian government. For example, police detaining hockey player Ivan Fedotov for evading military service. He was playing for a Russian team, but was trying to get to the NHL. Can we just expand a little further on this case? Because again, this is a Russian athlete who is now in trouble with the Russian government. Yes, he was arrested in St. Petersburg a few days ago and allegedly for for not doing his military service. I think that um, clearly it would seem the provocation here was the fact that he signed this one year early entry level contract with the Philadelphia Flyers. And certainly hockey's big. That's a high profile move. It's he's a high profile Olympic player. So I see that one as a desperate move to try to stave the flow of of high profile people from Russia, you know, there has been John, a brain drain and they talk about it a lot. Some of the people who left in the early days after the war have come back apparently, but a lot of the high tech people 
fled and have not come back. And so I think that Russia is worried not only about its image, but um, it's funny it worries about its image because in some ways it does and in other ways it clearly does not. But I think it's it's trying to you know create as best it can for its own people the impression that things are that things are good at home and if you don't think so we're going to really come down hard on you um he he was in plain sight he's been playing with the russians so this is not a draft dodger i i don't know whether had there not been a war on they would have batted an eye had had um Fedotov decided to go to the United States, but clearly everything is just so politicized and he's fallen ill. Um, I think he's developed some sort of gastric gastroenteritis or anyway, some intestinal problem, which seems to have been provoked by the, the horror of having been arrested. And the last I heard his, his lawyers were having trouble getting access to him and he's in some sort of hospital. So, That's kind of concerning. And then um, two other people, and these may or may not be connected. I mean, the Russians will not obviously be drawn on it, but uh, Vladimir Mao, a a rector of a leading economic academy who who is one of the important economic advisors in Russia, who does not have a, a dissident profile. He was very much part of the shock therapy early 90s, changing Russia over to a capitalist economy with mixed results. But he's considered an important liberal in that world and has always been, you know, an important part of the Russian, the Russian state and the Russian economic machine. And he's been arrested, charged with fraud, which is often something that they use to, you know, to pick someone up because they can't say, well, we, we don't like the way you've been talking in the cafeteria or we don't like what's in your head. Um, And this is a a much more subtle one because it's not like he's been taking a a very vocal stand as far as I know, Um, perhaps on a, you know, on a level that's more intimate among friends and and associates there, there has been some uh, understanding given that he is not a fan of this war, but initially he did kind of throw his support behind it. But again, there's like, you know, a whiff of, uh, almost the Stalin purges in the air if this is in fact a political case because it's it's um, I think anyone could be subject to to arrest and then most dramatic is Dmitry Kolker this laser scientist who is was accused of treason selling secrets to China he was pulled from his hospital bed, John, the tubes were yanked from him. He had late stage pancreatic cancer. He was in Siberia in the hospital. He was dying and investigators or police went in there, yanked him out, stuck him on a four hour flight to Moscow where he was then, he had to be hospitalized. They were going to just sort of get to business of trying him with treason. And he went to the hospital and died. And his family is absolutely outraged because it was so um, incredibly barbaric the way this was done. And it was a, he was a youngish man, middle-aged man in his early 50s. And his cousin has spoken out and said, look, you know, he was a patriot. He was a brilliant man. He was not in military science. He was working in lasers, which of course could probably have a dual purpose, but he'd gone to a conference in China his speech, his presentation had been vetted. 
he had been offered jobs all over the world for his brain power, and he wanted to stay in Russia. So a, a memorial went up for him today in Akadem Garadok, the Novosibirsk, which is the heart of the Siberian Academy of Sciences. And it was dismantled quickly by the police. Wow. It's almost like an instant death sentence there just after being accused of something that may or may not have even been true. Amy, let's wrap it up with this. With these arrests that really seem so dramatic right now and very high profile. And it seems like Vladimir Putin and the Russian government is cracking more and more down on dissension, especially those who'd be against this war in Ukraine. What does this say about Putin and his relationship with the people in his country, but also his position on this war? And where it's going. I think uh, a lot of people believe that he is going to go for broke on this war. Uh, more and more people I've spoken to in recent days have said he is not going to stop at the Donbass. Um, he, he, but he is worried ultimately about public reaction. And that's why he's trying to snuff out any whiff of dissent because, and that's another reason why you, you hear that the recruits and the people that are being placed into this war to fight the soldiers are coming from far flung regions because Moscow and St. Petersburg scares him. If if they start mobilizing soldiers from those big metropolitan centers who apparently, which apparently are not so supportive of this war, there could be, there really could be a movement onto the streets and that would be bad for him. Of course, he's put down these little demonstrations of young people very quickly, but if the rage really were to build John, I think that he, he would realize that that he's in trouble. You, you wonder what it would take and you wonder how many people it would take to change the trajectory of things. But he's replaced theater directors um, more and we keep hearing about various human rights lawyers and people who are now getting picked up. So it went from the sort of protesters with the pickets and their little fines to things that are feeling a bit darker and more insidious and just sort of levers of control now being exercised. Um, again, I'm drawing all of these together in one picture tonight, and they may there, there may be more to it. And some of these might have different elements. But I think the sense is that that this crackdown or this purge that people were really afraid of may just be beginning. Yeah, absolutely. You talk about an uprising in the streets and people defying something they know is wrong. It takes a lot more courage to do that when the threat of serious jail time or maybe even worse is on the table. Fox News foreign correspondent Amy Kellogg, thank you so much for your insight. And as always, thanks for being with us here on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine podcast. Thank you, John. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at guybensonshow.com.